Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. You know, I'm so excited about the, the journey ahead um, for next year. It's going to be the, uh, the decade of evangelism. And um, it's just amazing what's happening. I'm so thank you for all the ones of you who are volunteering as we look at, at the more, making more room. And I tell you again, making more room is not just because we're, we're running out of space. Making more room is because God's going to send more people anyway, right? It's not just that we're ready for We want to be ready for what he is doing, right? He's ready for what he is bringing. And if you look at some of the things, even after this morning, you'll know that God is bringing people more and more. And he's going to activate the body of Christ to get some more and more. God loves people. God is in love with people. Every person, he wants none to perish, but all of them to come into eternal life, all of them to come into destiny, all of them to come into sonship. So it's so important that we keep that vision always before us. And Isaiah 54, I'll say one more time as we come like to the end, the next week is something else in Christmas, to the end of this whole thing, this Isaiah 54, enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children, stretch out the curtains and do not spare them. God has given us a vision even next year for kingdom increase. And one of the ways we can do this is to make room for more. More. And so we're going to start a second morning service. It's going to be absolutely amazing. 9.15, 11.15, and we already started with 5.15 uh, last week. And it was wonderful because we had more people again than the previous week uh, already. So we didn't go down at all. We actually went up because we were wondering, hey, change of time, what's going to happen? But you can see here, very exciting third service. Now we're going to make actually flyers and we're going to make like a lot of them, thousands of them. And we're going to, in the beginning of the year, like in about the third week or so, when we're all back from holiday, we're going to give you the flyers and we're going to give you hundreds of flyers for your streets. So you can start prayer walking your street. You can put flyers in the letterbox, even walk up to people and say, hey, we're starting a new service. Do you go to church? No? Welcome. Come to church. Hey, I just moved here from Napier. Wonderful. Have you got a church? Not yet. Hey, I have a great church for you. So we can start telling people there's going to be an amazing service, particularly on the 16th when we're going to have just amazing two services and it's going to be absolutely fun to do this. And I hope that you are excited about this too. Are you excited? Come on, Jesus is excited, so come on, let's the sons and daughters of him, you know, we're going to be excited about what God is doing. You know, the church is the hope of the world, and the wonderful thing is that God brings hope in us. He releases hope in us, but it's not just for you. We are blessed to be a blessing. He makes you hopeful, he strengthens you, he heals you, he empowers you, he gives you all kinds of stuff, and then we can just give it to other people. It's just absolutely wonderful. I love what you just said, Mom. I didn't know what you were going to say. The secrets of heaven, the secrets of the kingdom, the gifts of God are there. They're right there for the grabbing. Not just for us, but for the world. You can be blessed. Don't, be, don't, don't say, oh, I'm not be clear. I want to be humble, not be blessed. What a nonsense. That's not in the Bible. God wants to bless you. It already started with Abraham. You be blessed so that you can be a blessing. I tell you, if you have no money, you can't give any money away. So ask God for money. Ask God for good jobs. Ask God, ask God for increases. Even this week, we have increased in this church. Several people get into increases. Wonderful. It's not for you. Well, you can, like, like, Mo, like Moses, of course, too. But Abraham, you know, you're blessed in the process. But the thing is, though, the whole point is that you're going to bless other people bless other people, love other people. So God is mobilizing his church to be the hope. Come on, let this fire burn in you. Let's be fire started. Starters. 
It's already started when it happened 2,000 years ago on Pentecost when the fire of God came on Pentecost and they were all were impressed. They were all the burning ones, 120 of them. The fire was even coming on the top of their heads, but they were actually fully in fire, fully on, 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 in flame. They were fully just alight and passionate by the fire and the love of God. So I suggest that we be pyromaniacs for Christ. Just start fires everywhere. Not real fires, you know, fires of God, fires of the Spirit, fires of His goodness, His love. The fire of God shows about goodness and His love and His mercy and His kindness and all that stuff. It's the fire of God. It's the love of God. Come on, let's be fire starters in our lives. Now, the thing is, though, Catherine and I cannot do this on a, by ourselves. Actually, we don't want to do it on a, by ourselves. The thing is, though, we are in this together. Come on, we're in this together. I mean, the high street musical, high school musical was totally right. We're in this together. We're all in this together. We all are in this together. All of us. All of us are in this together. We all need to be on board. We all get to play and then to give our best. Amen? Well, that's actually God's vision for us. I'll show you in Ephesians 4. Instead of speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. See, God wants maturity. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We are all joined together as we all do our work. I'll do my work. I'll encourage you. I'll bless you. I'll support you. I'll kick you into order, I, 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 I love you, and I'll, I'll do everything I can, Catherine and I, to stir you up and to help you. But then you got to do it for yourself too. Stir the gift, Paul talks about, stirring the gift that God has given to you in your life as we are joined together, joined together powerfully as we build the church together. Now, all of us have been given grace gifts. Did you know that? All of us have been given Grace gifts. I got a lot of scripture here today because I love scripture. Ephesians 4, 7. And he, God, has generously given each one of us, each one of us, all of, all of us, grace, supernatural grace, according to the size of the gift of Christ. Isn't it amazing that we've been given a gift of God, each one of us, a grace gift, right? But it actually is, a part of Christ himself. He gives you part of him. Boom. You, later you get this. You get stuff from God. Uniquely you. Just for you. Part of him. So you can use this gift for the world. And bless the world. Because that's why this gift has been given to you. He's appointed. Now this is more the grace gifts for the fivefold. Let's go quickly through them. Appointed with some with grace, some to be apostles, well, I'm one of those. Not that I want to say that I'm a apostle. I hate people say, don't use labels, but it's just gifting. People, Catherine and I, you don't do this kind of stuff if you're not kind of an apostolic, prophetic thing. Apostles, they kind of break through, break new ground, set the, the culture of the, of the kingdom and those kinds of things. Don't, don't stumble over words because some people stumble, you call yourself an apostle. No, I'll never call myself an apostle. But yes, I do have apostolic gifting. Like I see other people having amazing other giftings. You know, it's really important for the church that we have this. But you can see the, the grace here. Apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace evangelists, some with grace pastors, some with grace teachers. And they're calling. There's a whole bunch in this church. It's not just Catherine and me. A whole bunch of us in this church are this. A lot of the leaders here. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers, that is all of us, to do their own works of ministry. As they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. 
Come on, that's the goal. The goal is for me and for other people in this room, actually all of us in this room, but particularly these gifts, gifts of grace to the body of Christ, is to build and to grow the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of the spiritual maturity fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Isn't that wonderful? So that's why I want you to make sure that you appreciate the fivefold ministry. Appreciate leadership. Because what they do is actually they empower you. They empower the church. They empower each other. I need that stuff with me too. I need the fivefold ministry in my life. So I look at people around the world who have fivefold inputs in my life. And now in my own, and Catherine and others in this church who have fivefold giftings of teacher, prophet, whatever you have, we then grace, we can give this to you. And then we empower you so you can do what you are called to do, right? That's just how it works. So make sure you honor the gifts. Honor all the gifts of each other, but particularly these gifts because it's very important for the body of Christ to grow, right? To grow the body of Christ. That's why it says the calling is to nurture, prepare the holy people for their own works. Until, look at this thing, until we attain what? Oneness of the faith, which is amazing. Experience the fullness of what it means to know Christ. The fullness of the knowing of Christ. One perfect body, full spiritual maturity, fully developed in the abundance of Christ. See, that's the goal, that we're all together will be fully developed into the abundance of Christ, which is absolutely amazing. Let's say it together, abundance of Christ. Say, I receive the abundance of Christ. We want the abundance of Christ. Man, I know we got a way to go, right? I mean, I look at my own life, looking at the abundance of life, okay, abundance of Christ. Okay, I'm on my way, right? I'm not there yet. Hey, but I'm on my way. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm on my way. Come on, you are on your way. We are all on our way. Some of us are more on our way than others, but that's fine. Some of us are baby Christians. That's fine. You're just on the way. Praise Jesus, we're on the way. Let's make sure we keep going on the way. Now look at this. The next verse is wonderful. And then our immaturity will end. Praise the Lord. What a day that will be. You'll make my life so much easier. Please do this as soon as possible. Now, this may never happen before the rapture. I'm not sure if there is a rapture. Uh, let's not go there. There is a rapture. Don't worry. We're going to meet Jesus. Yes, anyway. Uh, whatever. Um, but the thing is, there'll be the day, right? Immaturity gone. Now, I want to show you something today, how this immaturity goes. Because God wants our maturity, and it's actually dependent on each one of us. It's actually dependent on you. And on me. Verse 14. And then our immaturity will end. And we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teaching or false doctrines or deceivers to teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong. Everybody say strong. strong. Always sincere. 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 In love. love. As we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of the body of the church. For his body has been formed in his image, closely joined together, also connected together. And every member, look at this, let's say it together. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Here we have it. You cannot go say to me, 
I have no gift or I'm out. We all have received divine gifts to support one another, the common good of the church, and I suggest the world. Isn't it amazing? You can't hide. You can't run. Well, you can if you want to, but you're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss the boat of fulfillment of what you and I have called to be into. See, God's dream for you is to use your divine gifts for the growth of people. I'll say it again. I'll put it on screen. Every member has been given. The next one. Next one. Not not what I said. God's dream is for you, divine gifts to help grow people. To help grow people. See, your gift is needed. Tell yourself, I am needed. Now, I just want you to say it. I really want you to mean it. Say it again. I am needed. You really are needed. We are all needed in this because we are all in this together. And your gift and my gift helps to mature others as sharpen iron, uh, as iron sharpens iron. But not just in that, in that context. All of our gifts together will help us to grow and to be healthy together and to grow together till we come into an amazing m- maturity and an amazing abundance of Christ. Every member has been given this divine gift, verse 16. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We're built up and made perfect. So he wants your gifts and my gifts to work effectively. Now you can have gifts, but it doesn't mean you're actually using it effectively. He wants us to become effective. All of us to become effective. Catherine, me, mom, Josh, all of us. Effective in the body of Christ. My question to you is, are you effective? Do you even know your gifts? Do you even know what your spiritual gifts are? Now next year, Gus is going to help us with that. I don't know exactly when it's going to be run out. Maybe later next year and then into the following year, we're going to do something called Network, uh, which has been around for a long time. And it basically helps all of us to find our spiritual gift and what we're good at. Now, some of you are quite mature in the Lord. You already know what your spiritual gift is. But many of us don't know what our spiritual gift is. Sometimes we've got to go through a process. Okay, what is my spiritual gift? Because God has designed you in a certain way. He's graced you with part of himself, right? In a certain things and made you a certain way. And so he wants you to know that because then we can start striving in that thing. See, I think sometimes this, this, the church may not have been as strong. I don't call it weak because we're not weak. We're strong. But not as strong Because we have not enjoyed your gift. Hey, where's your gift? I'm sitting on it. Well, why are you sitting on it? Wow, no, it feels good. (laughs) You can't sit on your gift. You got to use your gift. Not only does it help other people, but also it helps you. Because it's really good for you. Because there's nothing more exciting by using your gift or gifts in the body of Christ, to reach out to believers, but also to unbelievers in your workplace, whatever you are ministering at the moment, as a doctor, as a dentist, as a, as a, as a laborer, whatever your ministry is, whatever you do, to start ministering in your gifts is so beautiful because they're all waiting for it. Romans 8 talks about it, the sons of God. We're waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed because the whole creation are waiting for you. Now, my question is, I know it's the end of the year. You guys are going, listen, I'm ready for a holiday, man. You know? Hey, I told you before. I am too. <laughs> if, believe me, 
I'm ready for a holiday. But there were some prophetic words came even from Australia the other day that yes, we're going to have a holiday and we're going to be this all fine. But there's a sense of we are moving into the decade of evangelism next year and it's got to hit the ground running and we're just, we're just going to go after it. Yeah. Sorry. Just sleep a lot. That's fine. Go to the beach a few times. But we got a job to do. We're not here just to be pretty. <laughs> I talk about my wife. Oh, handsome. We talk about me and John. The thing is, though, come on. We got a job to do. We got a job to do. God wants us to reach people. It's going to be absolutely exciting. Be effective in everything that we do. And you know, as we start walking in unity, and we start walking to the same drumbeat, with the same heart, with the same passion for God, with the same compassion for people, all of us thriving in our giftings, all of us being fulfilled, excited in every way. I tell you, Christ just can be saved. Christ just can be saved and we start doing this together. I was going to say it later, but Reinhard Bonnke died yesterday, whenever he died. And the thing is though, it's a new time, but he said, hey, all Africa shall be saved, right? His last meeting, only a few months ago, I don't exactly be honest with you how long it was, but it was, let's say a few months ago, 30 million people in one meeting in Nigeria. 30 million in one meeting. And we're still sometimes struggling to, to fill out churches and to be like whatever and whatever and the good life. Come on, guys. The harvest is ready. It's been ready ever since. There's a call going out. And I think there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a giving of the baton from Reinhard Bonnke. Now, Daniel Kolenda is now his new, his new man. He's doing wonderful also all around the world. And people like, um, even in here, she's not here, but Janelle's working with them. It's wonderful. And the next year, we do some stuff with him. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. And, and Billy Graham, he died also. I don't know how long ago now. Right? And Franklin Graham stepped up. But it's not just for them. We all step up. I'm actually having a meeting on Tuesday with the right-hand man of Franklin Graham right here in this church. Because next year, Franklin Graham is coming to Christchurch Wellness in Auckland. Now, it's absolutely amazing. Not next year, the day after, 2021. 2021. So, guys, it's exciting. Because these guys are running the race. Yes, their fathers, even my father and mother too, and they've been poorer. But they've been running the race, and they, they hand the baton to me, and they had, I hand the baton to my kids too, you know. We can keep going. But we all have this. We all have a baton to keep. And we say, Renard Bonke died. Thank you, Jesus, for his run. He was only 79. My mother's 79, I mean, almost 79, 78, but next year, 79. But the thing is, though, she's going to be 150, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, though, guys, they've run the race. Now, the race is for us to run. Amen? Now, I've got some news for you. Want to hear some news? You are responsible to develop and use your gift. I cannot do this for you. I just can't do it for you. I'm really sorry. I wish I could do it for you. Actually, I've tried to people please, and it actually wears me out. And I'm not really gifted in the stuff that you're gifted at anyway. So let, let me run in my lane, and you run in your lane. Amen? No, so so let's, let's do that. Let's make sure. because and, and, and sometimes, to be honest with you, sometimes I've had to run in your lane in this church, and that actually has wear me out. And I'm getting a little bit, little bit older, 50 plus. And the thing is, though, I, uh, I want to make sure that I keep doing my lane. So I'm going to concentrate on my lane more, even next year, more on my lane, so I can do that well. But that means, though, that I can't really do your lane. 
even though you may be sitting on your gift and say, Gideon, you do my lane. I said, oh, well, I don't want to do it anymore. I like you and I love you, but I actually can't do it. So can you please run your lane? See, if we, if we all run, if we have 500 people in this church, if we all run our lane, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Because we have such a synergy and a harmony in everything that we do. You're going to be fulfilled because you're going to be used by God in amazing ways. I am happy. We're all happy. And we're all doing this thing, all supporting one another, growing in maturity, all the stuff that Paul talks about here in Ephesians. So I say, let's do this together. So I say this, the title of my talk today, Empower Your Gift. See, God has empowered you with those gifts, but now you've got to empower your own gifts. Go after your own gifts, whatever they are. I don't want to go into too much details about the gifts here today. Next year we'll do some more teaching and some more things about this. I just want to say to you, as we make room for more, we've got to make sure that we all step up and we serve and we gift in the things that we are good at. Now, it doesn't mean they say, I'm not good at vacuuming. This morning, a young man was vacuuming here this morning. That's not his main gift, vacuuming. I vacuum my house too. It's not my main gift. But the thing is, I do it to serve our household, right? You clean the toilet. It's just the way it is, right? Because it's part of our household. You pull your weight, right? That's what they say, right? Now, the thing is, though, you pull your weight here, please. Can I say it that way? Nice and kindly in love. <laughs> pull your weight. Pull your weight around this place. Serve in a way. There's different things we're talking about. Well, there's three things. One is just serving in the thing that you coffee making or serving here or setting up or whatever. That's, that's one serving, which we're talking about a little bit what we're doing in the yellow thing today. Then there's the whole thing of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, that's very important. I'm not going to talk about today that much, 1 Corinthians 30. It's very important. For, uh, 12. Very important. The nine gifts are for everybody. We can all be, I mean, my mother and her, her mother-in-law, and they, they taught around the world how, the whole week seminar. Mama maybe do it here next year. Right, maybe. Um, is it, to get people activated, the whole thing of the prophesying and the Holy Spirit and healing and miracles. We can all do this. It's not unique to you. We can all step into it. Now, there's some people who are prophets, like the office of prophet, and that's good. We can all prophesy, but there's some prophets, Right? We, many of us are apostolic, but there's some apostles. You know what I mean? There's a difference there. But here, what we're really talking about is the spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts, about 30 of them in the Bible that talks about it. And Romans in particular talks about it. So I want to go to Romans before I run out of time. Therefore, I urge you, look at this. Very interesting. The context of sacrifice. Look at this. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, right? Yeah. And often we talk about this, but you've got to renew your mind. You've got to think kingdom. And like my mom said, the whole thing of the secrets of the kingdom. Make sure you activate the, the gear, all that kind of stuff, right? But I would ask you today to look at... What is next in context of this scripture? What is God's will for you? Look at this. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith, God has distributed to each one of us, you, us. For just as each one of us, you, us, has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though we are many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. That's interesting too, isn't it? We all belong to each other. Interesting. To each other. Look at this. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. 
Let's say it together. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. If your gift is prophesying, let's prophesy in accordance with faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouragement, encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is leading, do it diligently. If it is showing mercy, do it cheerfully. There's only a few here. But we all have given gifts, about 30 or so in the Bible. And there's more. They're not necessarily all in the Bible, you know. There's things that God has given to each one of us. Now, can you imagine if we as a church start to all operate in our given gifts and serve not only the house here, not only the body of Christ, but serve the world in this. It will be an amazing place. And an amazing power would go out from your life, from this place, from this community, into the world. And we would greatly expand, expand the kingdom of God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It'd be powerful, the power tools like this. See, God has enabled you. He's gifted you. He's called you. Now start using your gift. Like I said before, I'll say it a different way. I believe and I think that the growth of the church, our church, but any church, is dependent on the gifts that we all bring to the table. It's not all dependent on me, Catherine and I running faster, being more charismatic, being louder, being faster. I'm sorry, being fast. I'm getting excited about things, so I talk fast. It is all of us together using the gifts that God has given us. Jesus used the gifts of the Spirit to do his ministry. Without the gifts, he wouldn't be the special man that walked the earth, all the miracles, all the prophecies, all the stuff that he did. I'm talking, I'm talking about the Son of God going to the cross. That's a very special thing, calling on his life. But I'm talking about just ministering to people. He used the gifts all the time. And we are called to give, use the gifts all the time. Serving in the house, maybe something you don't even like doing, like vacuuming. This is serving the house because we are a family and we serve together. We support this house with our finances. We just give our time with our life, whatever. And then there's the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is really for all of us to use. The sermons, miracles, power, tongues, all that stuff. But then there's a special gift that you've been given with. It could be serving. It could be giving. It could be leadership. It could be administration. Whatever it is that you've been gifted with. You probably already will function in that in your world anyway, in your life, even as a job. You probably do that anyway because God's gifted you that way. But I want to encourage us together, <clears throat> as he talks here <clears throat> in the word, Paul, to start using the stuff because the growth of the church and the kingdom and God's heart for people is depending on what you and I are doing. <clears throat> now, I believe there's a time coming that the church is going to be so powerful. And the reason why it's going to be so powerful and so effective is because we actually all stand up. Yeah, thanks for playing. Start standing up in this way. And I just want, the only thing I want to encourage you today is empower your gift or your gifts. Please empower your gift because not only are you going to be so happy because you'll be thriving in it, you would love it because God has made you this way, but also we need it, I need it, you need it, but more importantly, the world needs it. Yeah? So I want you to encourage you. Now I want to finish with this amazing word that came from Smith Wigglesworth. In 1929, right, in New Zealand, 39, not 29, 39. Thanks, Mom. 1939, 
<clears throat> this is what he wrote to Lester Sumrall, another great prophet, another great, I mean, you know Smith Wigglesworth, right? The amazing healer, the amazing evangelist. People, people would go to his meetings, they tried to get in, they couldn't even walk in. The glory was so powerful that people had to go on the floor, crawl, try to get to him. They couldn't even get to him. The power, the power was so thick, was so powerful. So many people got healed. So many people got saved. And I think we need to have a more. And the thing is though, what's happening in these days though, it's not going to be the only the few men and women of God, like the great men and women of God. Yes, God, God will still call people like that to a level that we just like bon Bonky and you know, Billy Graham. But I think we're kind of coming in a time that really what God always has intended is for all of us to rise up, to all of us to be powerful women, men and women of God. And when we all of it, the multiplication and the acceleration is so much more than just one or two individuals. And that's what's happening right now. But look what he prophesied, because that's what he prophesied. Look at this, you will not believe this. Actually, you should stand up, because it's so cool. With tears running down his face, Smith, this is Smith Wigglesworth, cried saying, I probably won't see you again. This is in 1939, just before the World War II broke out. This, <clears throat> he says, the, <clears throat> see you now, now, my job is almost finished. As he continued to pray, he cried, I see it. I see it. And Brother Samuel asked, what do you see? What do you see? He says, I see a healing revival coming right after World War II. And it'll be so easy for people to get healed. I see it. I see it. I won't be there for it, but you will be. You know, and there was a healing revival right there after the war. Many, many people were used in this massive healing revival. He continued to prophesy, I see another one. I see people of all different denominations being filled with the Holy Spirit. This was the charismatic removal. Removal. <laughs> Renewal. The charismatic renewal. Removal. Renewal. When Anglican churches, Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Pentecostal, the power of God has fell on all of them. And I prophesy and I pray and I believe and I declare that it happens again on all of us. I don't care what church you're part of, what church is in the city, that all of us would have this powerful endowment of the Holy Spirit. Coming to this. God raised people through His era like full gospel businessmen and blah, blah, blah. Then Brother Wigglesworth continued, I see another move of God. I see auditoriums full of people coming with notebooks. And there'll be a wave of teaching of, on faith and on healing. Very criticized this movement, but so powerful. And I know many of the big ministries in the world today have come out of this move. And this move, of course, was the Word of Faith movement that came from America and swept throughout the whole world. And then he prophesied after that, after the third wave, he started sobbing. I see the last day revival that's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It'll be the greatest revival the world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of gifts of the Spirit. A wave of gifts of the Spirit. No more individual, no, no more big people, whatever you like. We're all big people. Not just one or two people. All of us standing up. The ministry gifts will flow on this planet. I see hospitals being emptied out and they'll be taking, bringing the sick in churches where they will allow the Holy Spirit to move. Now the great prophet also left on the earth just recently, Bob Jones. He says, I see a billion people harvest. And many have talked about next decade is going to be the decade of the harvest. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all that, that Max Palmer called me the other day and said, this guy from Billy Graham is here. <laughs> we actually worked with Billy Graham for a while doing some missions in this, in this nation. About 20 years ago, I said, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because it's the decade of the harvest. But it's not only the big people. Yes, we'll do every layer. But it's really us us we going out 
And what I see here is wonderful. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. The ministry gift will be flowing on the planet, which is the nine gifts of, of healing prophesying that we all can do. It is the ministry gift of just serving the church so we can actually function. But it's also your unique gifting that you serve the church, the body of Christ, and you serve the people out there, wherever your ministry is out there in the world. Come on, it's so exciting. We're standing on the shoulders of people like Ronald Bonke and Billy Graham. You personally, some of you stand on your parents' shoulder. I, sure, I surely do, but some of you do too. Some of you have had no Christian background in your, church, in your family at all. And you're the first one. Come on, God has reversed your line. And now you can make a difference in your family line. Come on, He's chosen you for times such as this to be a difference in your world. Why I'm so passionate about the ministry gifts is because these are going to be key for the end time harvest. So I want to ask you, like Paul said, even in a different scripture, stir the gifts of the Holy Spirit in you. Stir the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you stir the Holy Spirit. Stir the gifts of the Holy Spirit in each one. Thank you, Lord, for this man here who's stirring the gift of songwriting. Father, thank you for an increased anointing on him in Jesus' name that these songs will go to the world and they'll be releasing the captives and set people free and get the whole world to worship in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for other gifts in this house, Lord. Right now, Lord, there's open heaven even right now for gifts to come. Right now, you know what your gift is. Just right now, pull it from heaven. Say, I believe it. I receive it right now. I receive the Holy Spirit. Come on. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. He can give you stuff. He will give you stuff. He's called you. Don't sit on your gift. Don't sit on your gift. You're standing upright. Some of you got to go behind you right now and, and almost like an act of faith. Take that gift from your seat that you are sitting on and say, Lord, I take this gift where I stand. I take it. And I put it in my hand and I say, empower it right now. Boom. Let him empower your gift. Let's start flowing in the gifts. Father, thank you for the gifts that are flowing even right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the anointing that is in this house right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're getting us ready for next year. I thank you it's going to be an amazing year of empowerment, of gospel, of outreach, of many lost people coming into the kingdom of God. Father, we pray, we declare together that it'll be a mighty decade of evangelism in New Zealand. Lord, that we can see Christ here saved, that we can see New Zealand saved, Lord, as a testimony to your goodness to the world. There's been many prophecies for many, many decades that this nation will see a mighty revival. We pray, Lord, do it now in Jesus' name. Do it now, Lord, in our lifetime. Lord, we are ready. We serve you, Lord. We want to use our gifts and we want to go for everything that you've called us to be in Jesus' name. Lord, we are a chosen people. We are a holy nation. We are called by you. Lord, we want to know who we are so we can be who we are in the world.